to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about character. You know, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, raising kids. I have boys. I wonder what's right. You know, you want your kids to be a man, you know. You want them to grow up and be tough. You want them to be independent. You want them to take charge of their lives. You want them to basically be able to take care of themselves. And you want them to be able to you know, bring something to the world, you know, so, so often now, I feel like people just exist, and, you know, it's back to, I guess, that, like, Atlas Shrug thing of, if you're not making choices and affecting anything, then why are you even alive, you know, if you're sitting staring at your Facebook laughing all day, or if you're going through life playing video games, you know, uh, I, I don't know what, what is that world of warcraft or something and you're spending half the day chopping trees in the woods you know to get more coins or whatever it is that people do you know what kind of life are you living you know that that's what i worry about and i understand some people are content and happy with that but i feel like there should be more out of life and i think it's not so much I, I worry about them leaving a mark in the world. I don't care that they're in a history book or that the world sees them, you know, in some way. I just want them to feel like they accomplished something and to have value in their life. And I think that's what matters is value. And I'm always thinking, like, what really makes a person valuable? What, what gives them the character and the drive, you know? I always thought, well, you know, I'm hardworking. I work hard. I'm always doing stuff and being productive and helping people. And I don't, you know, hesitate to jump up and, and do the right thing. And, and I thought, oh, you know, all through the Bible, we always hear, you know, I be the light kind of in the dark world. People will see you and then act like you. You know, you're, you always hear these stories, you know, kids watch their parents and they act like them. But I don't know. I don't see him running out and being the hard charger. You know, what do you think? Well, I mean, raising a, raising a boy to be a, be a man, it takes a man to do that. Oh, what are you saying here? Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Well, there's a lot of, lot involved with, um, with uh, developing character in yourself. Okay. You know, it takes a lot of uh, fortitude, a lot of hard work self-discipline and uh you know it's it's not so easy to instill that in another person no i don't think so no i uh, thought it was but yeah no the more i look at it and and just you know raising boys and kids and it's not an easy feat and you know they're good kind people mm-hmm. but i just just want to create that drive and i just i don't know how to do it you know yeah. Well, what's uh, what's Ronda Rousey? You know Ronda Rousey. I do know Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she was always rallying about. uh, Don't be a DMB. Nobody likes a do nothing bitch. There you go. You know it doesn't matter what you do, but do something. Do something. And that's you know I think that matters. I think Mm -hmm. that's it. Um, and and that's you know the more I was thinking about it, I I thought you know what, I kind of put my finger on it and. It's adversity and the hard times, mm-hmm. you know, that make you who you are. Right. Um, I always meet me and a friend of mine. We always talk and, and we talk about how. How uh, 
you know, our parents were barely involved in, in our lives. But, I mean, you know, just we'd leave the house in the morning and come back and mm-hmm. it wasn't like you're out playing ball with dad or building decks with dad. Mm-hmm. That never happened. And, you know, I mean, I think that I spend more time with my kids than my parents did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not now as they're getting older, but definitely growing up. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, how have I not, you know, had the big effect? And I think it's it's the challenges you come across, you know, the, the obstacles that you run in life. Um, I was just talking to somebody and, you know, when your kids go away on like a, a trip by themselves, they come back and they're like so much more independent. I think it's the challenges, you know? Right. That's, Adversity. I know. Uh, it doesn't have to be bad times. Like it doesn't have to be. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, my leg got chopped off. Right. Right. It, it doesn't have to be that, but it has to be like that's why the Boy Scouts build character, mm-hmm. and it's not maybe the moral code of the Boy Scouts, although most of the great people I know were Boy Scouts, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not the moral code. I think as much as I think it is, these kids got out and were challenged with all kinds of things. These kids were building fires. These kids are building shelters in the woods and survival. Mm-hmm. They're learning all the different skills. And I think it gives you the confidence. And I think confidence is kind of the key to, you know, because once you're not afraid and once you feel like you can do anything, then you just kind of keep pushing forward, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I know I kind of cut you off there mm-hmm. mid-step. Well... You know, the most most of the, the interesting people that you interact with in life, you find out that they had uh, difficult childhoods. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of the people that are, you know, funny or uh, hardworking, you know, it's it's easy to, to be hardworking when you grow up with no heat in the house because your dad was spending money on Coke and couldn't afford to pay the bills. You no. know, it, that sort of stuff... So maybe uh, being a bad parent is where is the best best thing you can do for you. I, I kind of wonder that. You know, sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe if things were a little harder, they were a little poorer, or you know, yeah. Maybe if I didn't provide so much for them, mm-hmm. um, maybe things would would when turn it's, out when different. It's really easy to not die. Yes. You know, it's it's uh, really easy to coast through life and and get used to that. And that's, I guess, what I'm afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I want to toughen them up and, and make the world full of men, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I think also, I mean, there's got to be a little more to it because you have some people who are like, oh, I had the crappy dad who beat me all the time. Yeah, that's not... And then not, they're pathetic. Yeah, and that's they, not... That's they, not go, a... they go through life and they're like, oh, I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and somehow I, I, I know a grown-up um, somebody who is, I think, 67 years old now. Mom's been dead for 20 years. And all I hear her saying is, oh, you know, I had such a bad childhood and that's why I'm messed up and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking yeah, 50 about? 50 years to get that straight. <laughs> you know, out. how have you not? And so, I mean, obviously, just having a crappy time mm-hmm. doesn't make us hard. Right. But I, I think it, it's maybe challenges and maybe overcoming like those successes that confidence Mm -hmm. i think is what you know shape you into a better person yeah well i think i think one thing that's important about about raising a kid 
is, uh, you know, if your kid brings back a report card with, uh, you know, all A's, Mm -hmm. don't say, wow, you're really smart. Say, you worked really hard for that. Yeah. You know, I'm proud of how hard you worked at getting these good grades. Nice. Don't say, uh, wow, you're really good at baseball. Say, it's really impressive how much effort you put into that practicing. To get there. To get there. Nice. I like that. And that's, I mean, these are the things I think that matters. I know there was a uh, <clears throat> a story about Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's back to the kind of character. Um, the... Uh, he, he would walk along, I, I think this might be from like a Napoleon Hill book, or maybe uh, Dale Carnegie, you know, one of these guys. I think they definitely shaped my outlook a lot on, on life. Um, they had a lot of insight, and, and I'll get to them in a minute. But Abraham Lincoln would write letters about people. And if somebody pissed him off and wronged him, he'd be like, you know, Jim, whatever... He's such an ass, and he did this, and you know that his wife's cheating on him, and it's ridiculous, and he would write all this stuff that, you know, was probably true, but embarrassing, and and the flaws that he saw about people, and he would go, and he would just drop the letter on the side of the road, and hope that somebody would find it to, like, shame the guy, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, this is like a, a big character flaw. And this right. is Abraham Lincoln, who's one of the men that kind of is like a symbol of character, right. at least for a lot of people. And I think he is. I think yeah. he's a great guy, became a great guy. And he said later on, he ended up, I think he ended up getting challenged to a duel. Mm-hmm. And somebody kind of called his bluff on his shenanigans, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, getting, you know, forged through that uh, experience... He kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't something I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I think he actually, like, ended up getting uh, well, shot I, I think what or happened with, or... with that was, uh, since he's so so tall and had a long reach, uh-huh. since he was challenged, he could pick the weapons. Ah, that's what it was. And he picked right. long, long swords and drew a line in the sand where each opponent had to stay on their own side so that nobody could get close to him to uh, do anything, and they ended up... Uh, calling it a draw all right so but either way and then and then i remember he said something about but that's sort of a real life uh yeah challenge exactly can make you correct your behavior and that's it and then i read that he would write letters to his uh adversaries maybe mm-hmm. and like when when he, he would write letters to the generals mm-hmm. during the civil war and I, I believe it was was it Grant, one of them that uh, turned back and didn't finish it. Um, oh, was it Grant? Yeah, it might have been Grant. It was uh, after Gettysburg, right? Yeah, he had he had pushed uh, you know the 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 civil or sorry the Confederates to the river, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, finish them, go through with it. And he's like, no, nah, I didn't do it because my men were tired and whatever, mm-hmm. and and it ended up causing those, the war to go on for like another two months mm-hmm. whereas he could have finished it right there he had you know things set up and the point is he would write this letter oh you're ridiculous how dare you you screwed me you embarrassed me you make me look bad and then he would put it in a drawer and just never send it mm-hmm. and just kind of express his feelings to himself and realize you know what no good is going to come out of that right 
and that's that's the thing because he said, you know what, he's still one of the best generals I have. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, reprimand him and whatever, then I have nothing. Yeah, I'm thinking though that it's I made not, up that story. No, it's a true oh. story. It's not Grant though, and I. I can't tell you what general it is. All right. So. so once again, I come up short on the uh, facts, and uh, you know it's been a long time since mm-hmm. I, uh, I I read all these books. Your Civil War history's a little I'm trying uh, to think of the uh, the things that you know kind of help shape me into into what I am. The uh, but back to uh, Dale Carnegie mm. has a now book. Is he Dale Carnegie. He's more did like he a write how to guy. how to win friends and influence people. He did write how to win okay. friends and influence people, and I gotta say that book helped define a lot of my views, my character, kind of who I am. Um, I mean, there's a couple of key points I think throughout life that I can see that changed my outlook. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what I keep trying to piece together. You know, and shaping it with you know my own kids. I'm like, what are the things? And they're all moments that I can't recreate for them, you know? Um, I used to work with uh, one of my brothers. And I remember I was 17, 18, or 18 and 19, somewhere in there. And whenever there was a problem that was a pain in the ass or difficult, and it didn't seem obvious to me, he was my boss, and I would call him up and say, hey, we got some problem, come handle it. And... After a while, he got annoyed with it and said, you know what, man, you need to, what do you think I'm going to do? You know, think about what I'm going to do when I get here and won't you just do that your own damn self? And instead of, oh, well, I don't know if I should. And, you know, it's taking those chances. Mm-hmm. And, and But that made an impact. You know, it started approaching the way I look at life, you know, when I'm, I have a big job, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what am I going to do? Call a plumber, call yeah. an electrician, what would a smart call a whatever, what's the smart here? person going to do when he comes? And you know, most of the time what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you're just like scared to do it. Yeah. Turn it and, off and turn it back on. That's, that's step number one. Yeah, <laughs> that's always the key. But I mean, that's the thing. And I mean, again, that's when I was young and, and naive. Um, then getting in the military, Taking, uh, I mean, so that was like one step, you know, one level. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Boy Scouts taught me a lot of things, but, you know, and I'm sure that gave me confidence and character. I know that I had no problem being on my own and alone. You know, as a kid, I'd be off in the woods or different places, but causing trouble. I had a lot of friends, had a good time. But, and even that, I had some friends in high school that were very confident and, you know, just ready to take charge and they kind of took me under their wing and early on and that that too you know helped shape me into who I am but then I know when I went to school in the military they teach you how to think and how to solve problems you know it's that all right what does it need to work what you know what what five things do you need to make this happen you know mm-hmm. if we're gonna go I, I don't know storm the beach what do we need? You know, we need soldiers. We need them in the right place. We need guns. We need intel. We need, you know, all these things. And, you know, what do we do to get it done? And it's always kind of laying out the plan and then saying, all right, well, we don't have this one thing, so we're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up with all the solutions. And 
same thing, you know, troubleshooting something electronic. I need, you know, five volts here. I need a signal that does this. I need this. Break it down. Which one don't I have? You know, mm -hmm. what one's the problem? And that's how you solve problems. But again, that gives you the confidence that mm -hmm. I can I can do something. So many people are, are quick to just give up. Um, oh, you know, this is hard. I don't really know. Nobody's ever shown me that. And and that's that's where we're, people fall short. I know um, one experience I had is uh, is uh, when I was in the military, uh -huh. and I was, uh, I worked for a guy named Nesbit. He was a former drill instructor. Ooh. He was a real hard ass, but he was a good guy. And uh, somebody had just shit all over me about something that right. I didn't do. It wasn't my fault. And I was right. bitching about it. Right. And he said, listen, he said, if somebody gives you criticism... The first thing you knew, need to do is think about, it. is this crit criticism, you know, is this valuable to you? Is this something you did, is there something you did wrong that you could do better in the future? If so, then fix it. fix it. If not, then just say, okay, and go on with your life. There's no reason to dwell on, on nonsense, except for, to give it a moment's uh, reflection and think about whether or not this is a character flaw you need to work on. It's so easy to overlook your own character flaws. Yeah. That when when people insult you or bring up character flaws, you need to stop and actually think about it, whether or not it's true. And then is it something I can change? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's... If it's if, I don't think that people have a hard time seeing their character flaws. Okay. I think that... Most people, when they see their character flaws, want to be better, better people and correct them. The problem is when you have these flaws that you don't see. You don't know if you're an arrogant asshole until somebody tells you that. A lot you know? of people tell me. So. Well, maybe, maybe you need to look into that. <laughs> that's something I should work on. But I mean, what I'm saying is that is that it's important to recognize that you're not a perfect person. And you may not be able to see what's wrong. But you can keep your ear out for it. You know, you can keep paying attention to try and fix those things about yourself. And the more you fix, the better of a person you're going to become. Nice, nice. Well, that's what is it. Uh, you know, you can't learn anything if you already know it all. Right. And that's that's it. Um. All right. So, you know, all right. There. I, I think everybody kind of needs a moral code. I, I think you need to decide. And it doesn't have to be the same for everyone mm -hmm. um, but you need to have values that are important to you and and be consistent with it you know I, I find I, I don't lie and the reason is it's too much of a pain in the ass to get out of it mm -hmm. but I'm also brutally honest to people and, and that you know yeah. but I mean I, you understand why people lie Yo. it's so easy to get out of Get right, out of for something. the immediate... Immediately, yeah. No, no, it was that other guy. Yeah. He, he was that. He, he did it, but... I just... I'd rather... You know what it is? I think... And I can't even tell you what it is that, that got me caught or whatever early on. And I, I don't have the example, and it would be a better story if I did. Mm -hmm. But I know a long time ago that I just never want to be in the spot where I have to explain my way out of something. Mm -hmm. and where I'm like, well, you know what? I was a piece of shit, and here, 
you know, when you get pushed to the hill where there's mm-hmm. no way out of it. Yeah. Well, if you, and if when you the make... lies come to an end, and yeah. and I never want to be that guy, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's it. And I made a decision. I'm not going to do something that is gonna that I'm gonna have to lie about later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to put myself where I have to explain. You know what? I was a, unless I'm willing to do it. And some things I am willing to take the risk for. Mm-hmm. You know what? Sometimes I am willing to take the consequences for my actions. But there's a lot of things where I'm like, you know what? I don't want those consequences, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people miss that. I mean, it sounds simple and too easy. But when you make a decision like that, it's easy to move forward, you yeah. know? Um, you don't need to bring up your past and divulge it to everybody. Oh, you know, I had this. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying start doing the right thing and make right. the right choices and mm-hmm. move forward as a better man, you know? Yeah. And honestly, if you find out you have herpes, you, you need to tell your last girlfriend. You do? Because it's going to slow the spread of things, man. Uh, it's just not right. Just because you're embarrassed. Wait, that could wait till after the podcast, <laughs> though, right? Oh, that's trouble. Um, but that's, you know, be a man. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really think though, you guys raising kids and, and, you know, even for yourself, you know, you guys still haven't figured out everything in life yet. Maybe you have probably, you know, if you're, you're old timers, you're old timers like me and Kevin, you know, we already got it all worked (laughs) out, but, uh, you know, you young kids still finding your way, maybe, you know, get off your ass and do something new. Because it's these things, you know, go learn scuba diving, go do, you know, instead of staring at a screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying I don't watch TV and come home when I'm tired and, you know, put on something for more than I should. Mm -hmm. But I also know when I shut it off for a week or two, I know that I'm all of a sudden able to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I was able to pull out all those AR-15s and put them all together and really kind of master that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really was able to research the shit out of a podcast and do a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, different things. It makes a difference whether I'm, you know, slacking and, and just kind of coasting through life. Just don't be exhausted, you know. Take your girl out, go do something. And mm-hmm. I don't mean go spend money. Go spending money is fine too if you got it. Mm-hmm. But... Go do something, you know? Do something. Go do a hike. Kevin's there's, the big hiker, you know? There get out. thousands of mountains out there that are just challenging mountains you. Just looking at climbed. you, calling you a punk. You know, YouTube is filled with resources. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, honestly, if you're caught up in, oh, survival and prepping and, and all you focus on is that, well, what's the point? What are you surviving for? You know, do some things that will enjoy life, too. Mm-hmm. But experience new things, you know. Go, because I'm telling you, these are the things that are going to give you the confidence right? to be in, you know, a man and be in success. The more experience you have in different areas, the more tools in your in your box you have. And, and that's, you know, that really is survival. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we become better men. That's how... You, you thrive in life. You know, mm-hmm. why even be alive if you're not moving forward? Yeah, uh, a few years ago I found this book called The uh, Hagakura. The Hagakura. That was a, it was a book written by a uh, ronin. A ronin is a samurai. Okay. That doesn't have a master anymore. Okay. So, 
at a certain point in, in Japanese history, they had to um, ban serpaku, which is uh, ritualistic suicide. Sure. And if you were a samurai and your master died, you killed yourself. That only makes sense. Well, they banned that. So they had all these, uh, these old sword fighters roaming around. And uh, one of them became a monk and wrote down like a, a, an outline on how to be a samurai and the way a samurai lives. All right. And one of the, uh, one of the things that I remember from it is uh, uh, he said, when it comes down to a choice between, or life is not that important when it comes down to a choice between integrity and life. But one of the other things he said was never frighten a child unnecessarily. That's something I try and think about when I'm raising my own son. All right. Don't fear monger him. You know, don't run into his room in the middle of the night screaming just because you think it's funny. I may have done that once or twice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's not good for the kid. All right. You know, don't. Don't get your kids wound up and riled up over over nothing, but take serious with them things that are serious. You know, if you're going to teach a child to be a man, you have to teach them what it is to be a man, you know? And that's, I mean, I, I think that's part of why, you know, as, as good parents, we... We shelter our kids so much, and we give them everything, and I don't want them to struggle through stuff. And I think they should have struggled a little more. It would have toughened them up. But how do you know? You know, I know that now that I'm older. I know that now that my kids are 16, 18, 19. I I didn't know it as a 20-year-old raising little kids, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't know the right things, and you just want them to have the best. And you want to give them the right things in life. But it's the struggles and the challenges. And I'm not saying you don't give your kid everything. I'm just saying make them work for some things. Mm-hmm. And, and just working to solve problems. But I also, I thought, you know, I, I think the world around us was a lot less pampered when we were kids. And I mean, we all know that. We know, mm-hmm. you know, all this political correctness and yeah. don't say anything to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. And do but, yourself a favor. Look up a jungle gym from the 1920s. Yeah. They're like death traps. They are. It's, but I mean, <laughs> look at the the, the, the place that they have now. It's like right. plastic slides that you can't go more no. than a mile once, and a half an hour down. You know? I, I hate to say it. Once you've been punched in the face, mm-hmm. you're a lot less afraid of being punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And a little bit less likely to run your mouth to somebody. That you <laughs> that's for damn sure. But that's the thing. I mean, those things, like the world treating us like crap, adults being crappy to us. You know, I can remember being in Sunday school, and the Sunday school teacher took a Bible and threw it at me, and I flipped over backwards in a folding chair that like, closed <laughs> up on me on the floor. And afterward, he's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I was just mad at everybody. It wasn't just you. <laughs> and I'm like, what the... Yeah. But the thing is, these are the things that kind of shape you into life. You understand how people's emotions can get away from you. Right. If you go through life believing that every adult is kind and nice and going to be gentle, then when something catches you off guard, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a problem. You're not, yeah, you're not doing your kid any favors by spoiling No. I was just talking to somebody the other day, and, and they're telling me about how, 
you know, oh, I'm, I'm so worried about this kid that I know because his dad is always yelling in the house at the mom and, and screaming and, and, you know, it's just such not a good environment for a four-year-old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, this is what the kid knows and this is his world. And if you go in and tell him this isn't normal and this is bad, then what? He's going to hate his dad and live in this horrible world where he thinks everything is wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, you know, I put my headphones on and block it out. When that happens, then, you know, he's found a way to cope with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, your kids should deal with a crappy life. And yeah. yeah, no, I'm saying that they learn to cope with things. And sometimes people don't know things are bad unless you tell them it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wonder, like, if sometimes bad things happen to our kids or, or kids that we know, and and it's horrible and whatever, but if you don't tell them it's horrible, it's not going to be ingrained and, and scar them. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, hey, you know, when that child molester came along, that was normal and that's okay. No, you, you want them to be prepared and whatever, but also making it such a big deal that it scars them forever because you ingrain it. They're traumatized by how much you reinforce it and whatever, whereas sometimes it may not... I mean, obviously, some things are horrible and are going to scar the kid no matter what you say. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying be careful how you react around your kid. What's the first thing you do when when your kid falls down and scrapes your knee? And you're, oh, that's... Yeah. It's okay. Well, that's You're what it right. should be. Yeah. But that's not You're what okay. happens anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you have the parents, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it. We grew up, I, I know my mom left some kind of knitting basket or something at the bottom of the stairs and left the door open because that's how she rolls. And somehow I fall down and the knitting needle goes through my ear no, and out the, the other first side. Kid in, in kindergarten with Pierce. With, that's with Pierce it. Pierce. You know, I was cool. That was boss. You know? And sure, my mom would be like, hey, you know, there's a, the, the public bus out front of the house. You're four years old. Well, what you should do is get on there and just ride on it until you see your house again. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that's good parenting right there. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's it. These are the things that shape us. And I'm not trying to say... Oh, yeah, crappy life. You know, that that's what makes you a man. No, I'm saying don't overreact to stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, realize what's really important. You know what? Is your kid okay? Is he bleeding? Can you stop the bleeding? All right, the bleeding stopped. Now let's move on. You know? How often do you hear a kid say, well, that's not fair? All oh, the time, because that's just, that's just natural. But when you hear an adult say things like that, that's when you know that's somebody that was, uh, you know, yeah. Not raised properly. Not raised properly. And that's that's what I want, is, you know, a world where people are accountable for themselves. A world where people have the confidence to do brave new things. Mm-hmm. You know, to invent new things, to go outside, you know, walk outside. You want your kid to be tough and whatever. Well, that that's what it takes, is confidence. And confidence comes through success. Not from, you know, your uh, whatever trophy, your... Uh, Mm-hmm. What is it? Participation trophies. That's not what builds confidence. Place ribbon. <laughs> you know, when they see everybody else gets the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's when you win. It's when you're number one. That's when, or it's, you know what? I was number two, but I'm going to try harder because next yep. time 
Yeah. I'm going to get it. And you're not going to win at everything. But there's going to be some things that are yours mm -hmm. and that you do dominate. And those are the, the victories that are going to help give you confidence. Right. You don't have to be better than everybody. You just have to be better than yourself a year ago. And that's it. No, that's moving in the right direction. You know, you watch movies. Was that uh, Eddie the Eagle? Did you see this? No. What's uh, this about? It had uh, some Canadian guy. and Or no, he was English. And he wanted to be a ski jumper. Mm -hmm. And but he was like a reasonable skier. He wasn't horrible, mm -hmm. but he kept trying to be on like the downhill team and and just couldn't quite cut it because he wasn't uh, Olympian. Right. You know, he was a good skier, but he wasn't Olympian. And then he's like, you know, we don't have a downhill jumper for the England team or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna. I'm going to do that because I'll be able to be number one because mm -hmm. there Cause isn't anybody else. And just every obstacle, you know, smack this guy. And the thing is, from when he's a little kid, he wants to be an Olympian. And it wasn't even, I want to be an Olympic, I guess it was, I want to be an Olympic skier, but not necessarily downhill or whatever. But he went through each thing and every obstacle that smacked him down, the guy keeps going and keeps going and then eventually gets there and it's, you know, and everybody's fighting him. And, like, mm -hmm. you don't belong here because he's not your typical, you know, thriving guy. I mm -hmm. mean, honestly, I was that in, in boot camp. I, uh, I I think I've told this story about doing the, the most push-ups or whatever in the thing. And it's just the determination, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I end up being the, like, fitness guy, you know, because I wasn't the most fit by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But I was the most determined because I was like, screw that. I'm not going to let somebody beat me, you know. Mm -hmm. And I jumped on it and, and went with it. And that's what, you know, that's what builds character. It's those wins, those little victories that help make you a man. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. That That's pretty much what I got for this. I just, you know. Yeah, this Eddie the Eagle movie, though, it sounds like something that you would describe as heartwarming. It, it and that turns me off. A all right. Bit. All right. No, there's a lot of beer drinking, and okay. uh, all right. uh, it's, it's all right. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Yeah. That's what I got. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, teach your kids to box. Uh, don't enroll them in sports where they don't keep score. All right. I like that. And uh, that's the thing, like teaching them how to fight. It, one more thing. It's something that gives them confidence. Right. They come out and they say, you know what? I can kick somebody's ass. I'm good. You know? Mm -hmm. They're going to walk in the room a little bit, head, head held higher, you know? Right. And, and these are the steps. Right. And it's important to teach them when they can kick ass. It's important to teach them when and when not to. And don't let the schools bully your kids, you mm -hmm. know? You don't want them to be... You never want your kid to be disrespectful. Right. You want your kid... You know, we were talking about before when we were getting this podcast to ready, we talked about, you know, chivalry and opening car doors for people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that sets you apart. And you yeah. do get a better class of woman when you are a guy who treats somebody with respect. Mm -hmm. And you should treat everybody with respect, not just a girl you're trying to date. Right. Treat other, your fellow human beings with respect, you mm -hmm. know. But, uh, yeah, opening car doors, you know, holding chairs or whatever mm -hmm. it is you do. And, you know, all the things being, you know respectful looking out for them mm -hmm. 
when you take care and look out for your significant other, it's going to put you light years ahead of the next guy. Right. And your kids see that. And that's what separates you and makes you a man. That said, got any comments? Any uh, hate mail for us for getting too sappy on you? Preppingbadass at gmail.com. Now, we haven't gotten any uh, emails lately. No emails. So if no you want iTunes to uh, reviews. send us something there at, uh, at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com, you know, you might end up getting your idea for a show uh, looked into. Right. So if you got any ideas or you got anything uh, you're interested in, interested in hearing us ja- uh, yammer on about and, and babble about, All right. let us know. Oh, sounds right. And uh, maybe leave a review on the iTunes. That always helps out. And uh, um, what also uh, helps out is uh, subscribe to our uh, to our podcasts. Oh, you know, get them, get them uh, downloaded. Downloads. Yep. Make sure they come in downloaded uh, uh, weekly. You get them right, uh, right as they come out. And um, tell your friends. Get everybody else listening to the Prepping Badass. The world will be a better place. Mm-hmm. Now... I heard today that uh, the uh, the Fed uh, Federal Reserve decided to raise interest rates. All right. So these are the kind of things we're keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week we're going to try and talk about uh, economic collapse. All right. Kind of I'm prepare excited. for the future. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, uh huh. Now, one thing I had mentioned two weeks ago on Tell the me. podcast was the um, the PizzaGate. Yes. Do you remember I said that it was nonsense? You did say and nonsense. And not to pay attention to this bullshit? I completely disregarded it. And then it. some asshole went down there and started shooting up a pizza parlor. No. I told you it was made up. What is wrong with you? It wasn't one of our listeners. I don't <laughs> How think. do you know that? I feel like it was. Uh, I saw a picture of him and he looked like somebody that listens to this. Yeah, show. you were like, wait, I've seen him in the... <laughs> No, it's bad. Don't go mm-hmm. shoot people. It makes us look bad. Yeah. Yeah, we're all trying to keep our guns. Keep the guns. So uh, stop misusing them. All right. There are no sex dungeons in the basement of the pizza parlor. I'm just saying. Right. To reiterate, no there are no sex, sex dungeons dungeon. in the basement. But with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>